Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's okay if I drink coffee. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com on the Giants mobile app. Howard Cross is drinking coffee. I am John Schmunk. I'm drinking water today. <laughs> the phone number for you is 201-939-4513. Thank you so much for being with us. But if you're out there and you're looking for a excellent beverage to quench your thirst, may I suggest... <laughs> Pepsi Zero Sugar, our new sponsor. We thank them for being with us. Uh, don't forget, Pepsi Zero Sugar, new and improved. Zero never tasted so good. Being in the playoffs never tasted so good either, Howard Cross. <laughs> Giants getting ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, same team they played three weeks ago. I went back. I rewatched that game this morning. If you guys want to talk about the Eagles game, whatever, fine. We'll take your calls, but we're not going to talk about it because it really doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. So, Howard, I guess... That's what I kind of want to focus on today, reviewing that first game. As okay. you go back and you think about that first game the Giants had against the Vikings, what are your thoughts? I thought, first off, that uh, unfortunately they weren't really trying to run Daniel as much. Um, I thought they were trying to throw the ball, get the ball down the field, which they did a good job of. I don't want to see our offense in, in present state uh, with our, you know, everybody is is, is Everybody's banged up around the league, but you know our tackles are—they're doing well, but they're a little—they're a little nicked. Our interior guys, sometimes a little nicked. I don't think we should be throwing the ball forty times in the game. Just to give you a number to back up your statement, <laughs> Giants dropped back to pass fifty-two times in that game, and they called seventeen run plays. Yeah, that—that that is out. You don't no. want to do that again. No, 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 no. I don't care how soft the middle of their defense is. I do not want to be putting the ball in the air. Except that—that—that's just. In my opinion, I think that with everything else, with the the way you run the ball, the way everybody's going to be healthy, the the excitement of the moment, uh, the noise in the dome, you want to pound ground, get them out of the game, make them have to work for everything they're doing. If they get on the field, they're not just out there willy-nilly playing offense. They're like, okay, if we don't score here – we may not get the ball back for like nine minutes. You see how it's sort of. And it's funny you bring that up because the thing I've been debating, and I put this up on our cover four story, uh, mm-hmm. me, Dan, Matt, and Lance all write a little thing, first thoughts about the game. And literally, a I little, went first. Lance wrote a little thing? What else would he write? <laughs> so my, my thing that I wrote first, I'm first up, and I go, I'm going to be thinking all week about whether or not the Giants approach this game the same way they did the first one because of that run-pass split. Because, look, here's the bottom line. The Giants had their best offensive game of the year. They moved the ball yeah. for over 450 yards. Okay. Daniel Jones threw for 334. He completed mm-hmm. 70% of his passes. Mm-hmm. And when Saquon ran it, he ran it well. 14 rushes, 84 yards. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much did whatever they wanted offensively, to be quite honest with you. Okay. The, here's the problem. They had a strip sack. Now the Giants recovered that strip sack, but there was a strip sack. That threw Daniel off for a few plays. Couple series actually, yeah. but then he got back and he played really well. Mm-hmm. You had the interception 
to Hodgins over the middle, where Hodgins was open. He actually beat Peterson across the field, and then Jones threw it behind him a little bit. That was still in the Bull same moments picked. when he was tired, or not tired, but freaked out. Go ahead. And then you had the Bellinger strip fumble, which, again, that can happen on any play, whatever, whatever. So that's what kind of what I've been thinking about here, Howard. The Vikings' pass defense is, frankly, not very good. The Giants attacked them with a lot of those crossers when they played man. They attacked mm-hmm, the middle of the mm-hmm, field when mm-hmm. they played zone with little slants and in-cuts and stuff like that. And I don't know how they're going to approach this. Like, do they think because of the Vikings' offense and the fact that they can score a lot of points, that they have to throw it a little more. That, to me, is interesting. I, I kind of really want to see how the Giants are going to attack the Vikings out of the game well, here offensively. Well, let's let's look at it this way also. Wink put a defensive plan together that was pretty pretty impressive. They did a good job. Now you're going to have more guys healthy to play against them. More guys, Ojolari will be healthier coming off the edge. Uh, Leonard to be healthier, a, a little healthier in the middle. And McKinney ship. didn't play in that game either. McKinney did not play in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, you're going to have more guys to throw at them and more guys to come up. Landon Collins will have a bigger role in the game. Uh, with all that being said, that adds uh, issue. I don't want to say an issue, but, but it adds more pressure to Kurt. Again, get the ball. If you can possess it, possess it. Get get touchdowns, not not field goals. It just puts pressure on them. I, I don't believe that they, they operate under pressure the way that everybody else does. Now, I know the whole 11-0 with one-point scores and all that. I get all that, but they had to kick a 60-something yard field goal to win. And the Giants, by the way, Howard, you know they're, they're one of the heavier blitzing teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They went even above their usual blitz rate in that game. They blitzed on over 50%. Of Cousins' passes. So yeah. they tried to bring the pressure. The funny thing is they didn't play a ton of man behind it. They actually yeah. had one of their lowest percentage of mans in the in the league. I think they had five cover zeros, which Cousins, by the way, didn't yeah. complete one pass against cover zero. Nope. They only played, I think, cover one. I have it written down here. I will check the exact number, but it yeah. wasn't nearly as much as they usually do. They played a ton of zone. Yeah. And if you go back, and, and I, I watched the, the tape again this morning, there were a lot of plays where the Vikings anticipated the Giants would be in man. Mm-hmm. They ran a lot of those mesh concepts with double crossers to yep. try to cut guys off in man, and the Giants were in zone. Yeah. And they had nowhere to go with the ball because it was a man-beater called against his own defense. So yeah. to your point, I think Wink did really do a good job. And even when you look at it, the Giants were able to anticipate offensively what the Vikings would be in. They played a lot more man than they usually do in that game, but the Giants had the right stuff called at the right time. So I do think in that first game... Just in terms of play calling, I thought the Giants coaches did outcoach the Vikings coaches in that game. Well, outcoach them and outplay them as well. The players played incredibly well. Sure. I think that the other thing that's going to happen is that, okay, all this has happened. Both teams are diagramming and, and, and breaking down everything they possibly can. Here's what in here's what Philly's looking at. I mean, not Philly, but uh, Minnesota. Minnesota's looking at. Minnesota's looking at their game. They're looking at the, the commander's game. They're looking at uh, Indy, and they're looking at the Eagles. They're looking at four games where the offense played pretty well and the defense was playing almost lights out, including the game against the Eagles where the Eagles had their entire starting staff in and the Giants were playing mostly backups. So they have to figure out, okay, how do we play against this? Because everybody performed you know, pretty well. The blitzes worked, and, and when they were blitzing, the guys who that you didn't expect were getting sacks. You know, they, they weren't getting sacks necessarily from – from Ojolari and Thibodeau, or from from Big Daddy in the middle, uh, they weren't getting sacks from those guys. They were getting sacks from middle linebackers, uh, guys that were playing defensive defensive end, like second and third team guys playing defensive end. They were getting pressure against the starting, the, the quote-unquote best offensive line maybe in football right now. They were getting sacks against them. So they're looking at all that, and they're like, okay, what are we supposed to do? What are we going to do when these guys come back? How are we going to stop them? Offensively, when, when defensively they're looking at, dang, Daniel was looking pretty poised out there. How are we going to get pressure on him? Like, okay, we're gonna, they're going to focus their attention on, and, and there's no surprise, Evan Neal. They're going to go after him and try to figure out how to put him in a bind and put him in one-on-one or, or whatever situation they can. Because, and Daniel Hunter had a real good game against him on Christmas Eve. Too. Yeah, and, and, they're, and they're going to do that. They're, they're, they've been looking at him the whole time. They're like, okay. He can't, if he gets down, he can't get back up. If he gets up, he can't get down. So we we got to put him in a bind the entire time or we're going to put somebody out on him and put pressure on him to make him have to really reach with that leg to put himself. If you come right into him, you're stopped. But if you can make him have to move laterally a lot, 
he's still pressing on the inside of that knee. You can you can see it. And I'm not a doctor, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, and there are a couple things, I think, when you look at the matchups up front here, Howard. The Vikings tackles did a really good job against Thibodeau and Ojolari in that game. But mm-hmm. their right tackle, O'Neal, is now out. Yep. We're going to see who's going to be back. They might have one of their guys come off injured reserve this week. So who see who plays. The other big matchup is the center matchup. Dexter Lawrence did not have sack in that game. But he dominated that game against the Vikings. Yeah, he made a he thousand tackles. A thousand tackles, a lot of pressures, quarterback hits. He was all over the place. Was it was it the game he played by himself or was it was there both him and Leonard both there? No, nah, they, they they both they both played well in the game. Okay. And that's where the Giants got most of their pressure mm-hmm. in the middle against Austin Schlotman, who was in there as a backup to, to Bradbury. Now, Bradbury might be back this week. That okay. remains to be seen. Otherwise, it, you know, Schlotman's not there anymore. It's going to be uh, Reed, who could be the starting center. So if you look at that game, Dexter Lawrence dominated that game. Can he be that dominant again? And then to your point, the whole right side of the Giants' offensive line struggled in that last game. Yeah, absolutely. Neil Glowinski, Feliciano a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of pressure. We mentioned Dino Hunter. Um, Wanham got a half a sack. Zadarius Smith, was he lines up all over the place in yeah. the middle of the defense, left side of the defense, wherever. He was getting a lot of pressure too. So those were kind of the, the matchups that you kind of keep an eye on when you take a look at it for the Giants and the Vikings when you talk about the upfront situation based on that last game. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. So we've got to see what happens. Let me ask you, would you be happy, Howard, with the job they did defending the Vikings' pass game? Like, if they come into this game and Cousins has another 34 for 48 game for 299, is that enough because they didn't make those, like, really big explosive plays over the top and they had to kind of slowly move their way up and down the field? Would you be okay with that, or do you think they should change the way they're approaching the pass? I think you're, do a little bit better. I'm going to tell you why I think you're okay with it. If you go back and you play the exact same game and you and you eliminate the Bellinger fumble, the Giants win. Well, ha- Howard, I honestly agree with you. I would be okay with that, too. You know, it, it, there's a couple, one other play somewhere in the game, but that particular well, the block play, punt, too. Yeah, you eliminate the block punt, which was probably the biggest play in the game. Mm-hmm. You eliminate Bellinger's fumble, and it, and nothing against Bellinger, but if you eliminate that Bellinger, they may win by two touchdowns. And the Giants had a dropped interception by yeah. Flott over yeah. the middle. And they had, remember they, Fabio Moreau had the interception that got called back because he yeah. kind of, you know, Spun Jefferson yeah. at the waist. So it, it was the right call, but, but he so, still had a chance so, to get the interception. I'm so. not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count on the the, the fumble. I'm definitely not gonna count on them blocking another punt. All right. So I'm eliminating those two plays, and that they're playing even, and the Giants are playing basically above above the numbers at that point. So the the Vikings have to play their best ball. The Giants still have to play their best ball. They they can't have those mistakes that will quote unquote haunt them forever. But they're right there. No, I'm with you, Howard. And look, the game was, I think this game could go either way. I think the Giants have a really good chance of winning. You look at those two teams' points differential over the course of the year, they're almost identical. I think they're very similar teams. I think yeah. they, you know, the Giants are probably a little bit better defensively. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are probably a little bit better offensively. So, And it won't be a one-score game if those two plays don't happen. It's a, yeah. two, it's a two-score game. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all, that's all I'm going on. Not saying you can repeat everything, sure. but mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. No, look, I think it, I think it's a winnable game. Again, I not, think some fans out there are thinking this is like going to be an easy game. I think people need to relax with that. What easy? It's, easy for what? Ex- correct. Yeah, exactly. Playoffs. Playoffs mean everything. <laughs> Wait to Dallas goes down to uh, Tampa, Tampa, which is very possible. And they see like what, oh, well, thank God Tampa's not playing well. I'm like, mm-mm-mm. That's not what playoffs look like. <laughs> no. TCU beats Michigan. Everybody's like, I think they got a chance. I'm like, I don't think Georgia's going to be throwing pick sixes. It's not going to be the same game. Like, oh, Howard, you're just an SEC guy. I'm like, okay. Well, you are an SEC guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of those two things can be true at the same time. But, yes, 100%. Ooh, yeah, that, that not throwing pick sixes and looking different. Mm-hmm. That's really different. I'm no, like, that's what it looks like. No, look, Georgia's, Georgia's really good. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, all right, so let's open up the phone, guys. 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Big Blue Kickoff Live is brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved. Zero never tasted so good. And don't forget, folks, go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. A lot of great content. Last week, I had a couple really good interviews. Went like 20 minutes with Landon Collins. And it wasn't even a game. We asked him like one question about the Eagles, about his whole season, why he decided to come here, mm -hmm. why it's working. He gives a lot of insight about Wink Martindale's defense. Go and listen to that. It's really good. Uh, had his interview with Darius Slayton on that same podcast. Uh, and I basically asked Darius, because, you know, I remember he did, thought he wasn't going to be here. And they, he took a pay cut. He could have left if he wanted to. Didn't mm -hmm. want the pay cut. And I said, well, Darius, why'd you stay? He went, I stayed because Daniel. Wow. You know, it's hard to find a quarterback that sees the game the same way as you. And me and Daniel have been here together for a while. We see the game the same way. And I wanted to stay with Daniel. And that's he said a flat huge, out, that's, that's a why he's a statement. I know. I, I was, I was, I thought it was, and there's more of that in the podcast. So go check it out. <laughs> that right there is a huge statement. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Pretty good, right? Yeah. That's really good. I was like, wow. Like, listen to you say that. I'm like, oh my God. That's a huge statement for a receiver and a quarterback to be talking like that. That's, that's good. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, this week, I don't, is, do you know if the Papa's Perspective is up yet, Pearson? It is. We have the brand new Papa's Perspective. That's going to be the top episode on your feed. Papa talks to a former teammate of yours, Rodney Hampton. Hamp. About your 1993, let's, do you remember oh. the game? The 1993 wild card playoff win at home against the Vikings, Howard? Do you remember that game at all? Zero. <laughs> 1990, we had, that's 93, you, 93. 93. Yes. No, not one, not one play. <laughs> I don't remember 93 at all. I don't remember anything in that season. You don't remember anything about 93? Oh, I know you remember one thing about 93. Was Trey Hanna a rookie? Oh, I don't know about that, but I know 93 was the Emmett Smith separated shoulder game. Do you remember that? Last sure. game of the year for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Huge game. No, nothing. Nah. You're worse than Fiegels. I just, <laughs> there are a lot of games. Like, you pick an arbitrary, like 93. 93. Well, these uh, are playoff games. This is kind of important. Dude, you weren't getting hit. You can't remember. You start getting hit, you'll be a lot of hits I, start to look alike. I, 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 I understand. <laughs> I was talking to Ronnie a lot one day. I'm like, do you remember? He goes like, dude, all these hits look alike, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're kind of right. Okay, so I'll I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. He's so in that in playoff weeds, game, <laughs> you you defeat you, the Giants defeated the Vikings seventeen to ten. I'm the sure reason we did. I'm sure we, we did. talked to Rodney Hampton is that Rodney Hampton in that game ran the ball 33 times for 161 yards and two touchdowns. Wouldn't doubt it. Let's see if Howard <laughs> cross-cut any passes that game. Let's see. Zero. No, two catches for 11 yards. Long uh, of six. Again. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I can't remember that wow. at all. Jim McMahon was the starting quarterback for the Vikings in that game. And Sean, Def and Sean, Sean Salisbury also made an appearance. Definitely don't remember any of this. <laughs> Howard's got nothing for you. Nothing. Do you zero. remember how you got knocked out of the playoffs the following week? Uh, San Francisco 49ers, Ricky Waters ran for like a 3 billion touchdowns or something. <laughs> yes, you guys you guys got whacked 44-3. Yeah, that is correct. That was Dan Reeves, right? That was Dan Reeves' first year. I remember that. I remember that part. Yeah, I remember okay. I remember losing to, to, to Ricky Waters. God is like, man, we are in trouble. <laughs> Ricky Waters in that game went 24 for 118 and five touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. That was five. I, I thought it was, he got five. I thought it was 500 touchdowns. <laughs> well, might as well have been. Every time, I, every time I heard something, I was like, Ricky Waters, touchdown. I'm like, what the world's going on? I heard that in my sleep sometimes. Mark Logan also a touchdown in that game. Steve Don't, Young, no. 17 of 22 for 226. Forgive me, Mark, whoever you, wherever you are in this world, but I don't even remember that. Howard Cross, two for 23, had a 23-yard catch. One more time. <laughs> I've way too much fun with this person. This I'm a, sorry. This is hilarious. All right, let's go back. Let's go to the, the, you back have, of the phone. You have access to the computer. You're like, do you remember this? And you're reading it. Like you were like, like you're actually remembering no, it. No, I'm asking when you lived it. I was, I was you, 12. You don't even remember it. You're reading it off of things. I was 12 years old. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. I remember my kids' first steps. I remember stuff like that. Oh, Good stuff. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Go to the calls. <laughs> Let's go to Tim and Charles. No, no so he's not bad. first. Who's first? Jerome and Charlotte called us first. Tim, you're up next. Sorry about that. Jerome, what's going on? That's so bad. You believe he's doing that to me? I love the show. Uh, power <laughs> took my uh, thunder from me. But uh, the, I believe if the Giants can you know, eliminate the uh, turnovers, the penalties, uh, just play smart football, they can make a, a, a good playoff run against all the teams that, that's in it. And who knows? We might be a couple of weeks. We might be talking about Super Bowl. Right, slow your roll a little bit. Jerome, <laughs> one game. I, I would like Giant fans to take a page out of the brook of one Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. He had a press conference yesterday, and much like he did against the Colts when he got asked the questions about – you win and you're in the playoffs, Howard. You win and you're in. What do you mean in the playoffs? How about the playoffs? How about the playoffs? What do you think about the playoffs? Yeah. About the playoffs? And he was like the Kemi Matumbo. No, 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 no. Knocking that ball all over the place and not answering questions about it. Yeah. Uh, he had a great quote on Monday. Okay. He was asked, well, what's different about the playoffs? You know, what does it take to win in the playoffs? And his answer, and I loved it, it was the same thing that it takes to win a game in week one is the same thing it takes to win a game in the playoffs. Not Go true. out there, play football. And oh, well, t- t- tell me why he's wrong then, Howard. It, it, and not, nothing against Coach. He's just trying to keep the guys on the same page, keep them level. But every, right. every when you play and you practice, you're practicing hard, you're trying to make the team. I'll go from a rookie. I won't make a whole whole season or a career of it. But a rookie's playing hard. He's trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. When he gets in live practice, he has to pick his level up because there's actual contact, and now he has to let his skills show. He goes from doing that to probably playing in preseason games. His skill level and his attention to detail have to go up even more because you only get so many opportunities and you're trying to make the team. I'm with you. You go from that to regular season, and they're maybe letting you play. Every time you get on the field, you have to be so precise because they don't really need you on the field. You're a rookie. Unless you're the first-round draft pick, you got to do everything right. They call you for special teams. You got to know where you are. If you're the backup to somebody, you got to know all the plays. You got to do everything. And then when you get to the playoffs, it's even more heightened because you're a rookie. You need to know everything a thousand times over, every angle, everything. And that's how it is for like every player in every game. When the playoffs come, there is no tomorrow. You have to be above and beyond on all your details. You can't be like uptight, but you got to be above and beyond. It's like you're in the red zone. you got to score. That's oh, what it is. 100%, Howard. I agree with you. It, it gets tougher. You're playing better players. You're playing better teams and all that stuff. You have to be more on your P's and Q's. But I think the point Brian Dable was making. They're oh, all the same game. Don't turn the ball over. Execute your assignment. Yeah. You know, do, don't do. make mistakes. Those, those are the types of things. You're still trying to achieve the same things, even if the difficulty level might be up a little the bit. The Belichick, the Sabans of the world, do your job. Just yep. do your job. Be a Correct. pro. You know, respect the process. Do your job. I get it. I get it. But, yeah, it's it's a little more intense. Most most definitely. Guys are going to be coming. Those guys who have been limping and, and wrapped up and knees are sore all year long, all of a sudden they got a new like, lease on life when they're coming at you. You're like, I thought he was hurt. <laughs> he knows he, there is no tomorrow. No one wants to put their, their clothes in that big gray garbage bag and go home. So you, you need to get after it. What else you got, Jerome? I, I just hope that um, I like everything that they're doing. And if the Giants can score, you know, at least get something out of every possession, you know, whether it's field position or, you know, hopefully touchdown, but, fit, you know, at least get field goals. We, you know, I would like to see touchdowns, but if we can score, you know, or and be, get in a better position, I do believe that we can win this game. Like how we will see just play smart football. Go Giants. Thank you. Thank you, Jerome. Howard, will the Giants need to score 30 points to win this game? I don't know if they'll need to score 30 points. That, that, that would mean the defense is having a problem. Well, the Vikings scored 27 in the first game. Yeah, but that would mean the defense is having a problem. They, has, they had 27. If, they don't, if the defense makes one more stop, they, don't, they score 24. Yeah, and we're in overtime. Yeah, we're in overtime. <laughs> if, if Bellinger, you know, forgive me, Bellinger, for keeping going after because I don't like doing it to my tight ends, doesn't fumble. Right, if he doesn't fumble, mm-hmm. probably at that point, do we they get three points, maybe another touchdown. 
That's the difference in the game. If they don't block the punt, Minnesota doesn't score there. Or if they score, it takes a lot longer to score. The Vikings, by the way, scored ten scored a field goal after mm-hmm. the Bellinger fumble. Mm-hmm. They scored a touchdown off of the block punt. So yeah. that's ten points right that's there. That's a short field on the block punt. The Real block punt field. they got it at the Giants twenty nine yard line. The <laughs> Bellinger fumble was at the thir- it was at their own thirty six. Yeah. So that so that was that, that that was still a fairly long drive. It was re- no, it was shorter. Anything over twenty five is you, you're you're doing good. So just you know again, those things mean a lot. It's a, it's a, at least a three-point swing, possibly a nine-point no. swing almost. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't disagree. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, we know how big turnover ratio is. Mm. Second question, and I'll get to you in a second, Tim, I promise. Mm-hmm. Dave will also be at the point yesterday. He doesn't think playoff experience is very important heading into the playoffs for players. What are your thoughts on that as I, a former I, player? It has nothing to do with it. Like I said, you're going to play. Like I said, every game that you play, you know you're going to ratchet up the intensity, ratchet up, and you know this is your last game. So uh, this is why it's not uh, so much a quote-unquote so much a quote-unquote uh, thing. It's not a thing because you've played all year. You're not a rookie anymore by the time you get to the playoffs. Like you've you've done everything. You've cup. You're you're up on everything. You know how to practice. You know how to study. You know everything. You're up. You're ready to go. So why would you need more experience? Because that year is your own experience. Every player on this team whether people like to think of it this way or not, is a rookie because Dable's a new coach. New offensive system, new defensive system. Every player's a rookie. Everybody's learning something new together a whole whole year long. So that, that doesn't, you know, you don't need playoff experience because you're all in it together. Let's go to Tim in Charleston. He's up next. Hey, Tim. Hey, John. Howard. Uh, John, it's been a while, four weeks. Howard, I haven't talked to you since probably the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know, doing? I usually call on Thursday, but I was up uh, uh, traveling to Virginia to see my grandgirls, my three grandgirls, over the Christmas holiday. Nice. You guys hear me okay? Because I'm not Very good. Headphones. Yeah, we're we loud and clear. Okay, cool. I can't hear you too well, but I'll plow <laughs> on. So I don't want to talk about the last game, but I just want to take something out of it. And I, I think the two big things that that game couldn't have worked out better is in terms of confidence and health. We didn't have anybody ginned up. We had a lot of the guys who needed rest, getting rest, and um, and then the confidence that we built up showing that we could play with Philly, which I'm not going to project ahead, but that, that I think can help us down the road as well. And um, other than that, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just psyched. I'm pumped. And um, the Giants covering that Philly game was very, very good to me. So uh, I'll, I'll let, let you guys give some other callers a chance, and I'll talk to you again maybe on Thursday if I get out of my doctor's appointment early enough. <laughs> Sounds good, Tim. Good luck at the doctor. Yeah, I was about to say good luck at the doctor. Yeah, I thought the Philly game did a, good, did a lot for the Giants because last week I was sitting there saying that I thought that everybody should play to keep in rhythm, to do everything. Uh, Dayball went with, uh, I want some guys to get some rest because I want them to be at full strength. Uh, and the guys he put in played extraordinarily well. So it, it, with that view of the game and that tempo of the game, and I don't think they lost any momentum. Even though guys weren't playing, I don't think they lost any momentum. And seeing Webb score a touchdown and seeing the sideline explode, I was like, okay. And Galladay. And I'm like, well, Galladay was even worse. Like they, every time something happens, like it's like, oh, you're watching the game. I'm like, okay, we're just trying to get through this game. Everything's going along. And, you know, defense is playing well. They come out and everybody go over and give them a little dap, and this is good. And all of a sudden, Webb scores a touchdown. It's like we're in the playoffs. I'm like, what is going on? Everybody's fired up, giving high fives. I'm like, oh, wow. Not even looking at the scores. Just like Webb, first start, gets a touchdown, runs over somebody going into the end zone. It, it energized the sideline. And then Galladay making the catch went even crazier. People, like, I was looking up in the stands. The Giants fans were, like, going crazy, screaming for him and everything. So I, I felt great for him. So, again, it was momentum. It was energy. Uh, so that, that the energy that that was happening during this during the game makes up for a lot of the guys that weren't playing because they were up, fired up, jumping and screaming too. So that 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 kind of helped out. Are you familiar with angry runs? Angry runs? That's a no. Like what is angry runs? So on Good Morning Football, oh every oh, yes. Tuesday, yes. Kyle Brand has when, his angry runs. When a guy runs over somebody, yes, yeah. and he picks the winner and he gives that person a scepter. <laughs> but one of the two finalists this week, it was <laughs> Davis Webb. For running over the dude and Raheem Mostert, the running back for the Dolphins, who also ran over a dude in that game. 
It wasn't Derrick Henry for plant, no. sort of planting that poor guy. He, I felt was, the, he, he was he he was one of the three. Was, it was Henry with the it wasn't even a plant. It was uh, like a toss. Oh man! He, he like punched the guy in the face and he went flying like grown in a cartoon. Human, yes. Grown human, grown human. That dude went flying. I felt oh, so bad gosh. for that dude. Man. He went flying. He yeah. got to go home and talk to his dad. Yeah. Be like, hey dad. So I tried, it man. was that run. It was Raheem Mostert running the guy over, and then Davis Webb, and Davis Webb did not. Unfortunately, pull off the victory. How is a little hot here, apparently? Yeah, it's burning up in here. Okay. <laughs> now I'm better. The, oh. the, the intensity is up. Yeah. You know what's bad? It's playoff when... time. It's playoff time. There we go. You know what's bad when, he's, when he takes the Alabama hat off? Yeah, because yeah. that thing usually does not leave his head. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so you Davis Webb. I was annoyed. I, I really wanted Davis to get the angry runs, but he did not. Come on. He's a quarterback. First I mean, ever start, like, come on. I get all that quarterback, man. It's like the kicker. If the kicker would have got the ball and ran, you know, you can't give it to a quarterback. Well, no, you give it to the quarterback because he is a quarterback and he ran over a real defensive player. No, he ran over a guy who thought he may have been going down. That guy was like, oh, he's going to go, whoa. And, and, and it's funny. So, so Kyle Brandt presents the plays, and then he asks the, the, the three other co-hosts what they think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, McCourty's on there, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, Ah, come on! That's a defensive back. Davis would outweighs him by twenty pounds. That's not a big no, deal. <laughs> no, that, that's if that dude had known for sure that he was going to try to run over him, he'd have tried to meet him. But he was like, he sees me, he can see, he ain't stopping. <laughs> oh, oh! I got, I got to make this look good. I don't, don't want to get. It's not like the dude who's trying to tackle Derrick Henry. He's like. Hey man, why you do me like that? You know, it was, it was serious, and it did not look good. Oh, man, it was embarrassing for the guy. That's Let's so go to Cliff in New York. He's up next. Hey, Cliff. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? What's up? We're good, Cliff. Um, uh, listen, uh, I, I didn't want to dwell on the last game either because I know you want to talk about the next one. But uh, with with the Galladay catch, I, I had a new reaction. I, I've always been a yeller and screamer watching the TV, but this time I was yelling and screaming and laughing at the same time. <laughs> I, I just was, I didn't know how to explain that, but I was just really, really elated. And, and um, anyway, uh, I got what I wanted from that game. I, I wasn't really calling for him to play starters, but uh, uh, I got what I wanted the, the way Howard was just talking. There, there, was, there was so much terrific energy, uh, and especially that we seemed to close the gap on that division rival um, from from the last game considerably and and also maybe even a dent in the roster project you know compared to the beginning of the season with all the good stuff that we got from the second string you know mm-hmm. i thought it was terrific so i i hope and, and that's i don't want to put cold water on anybody's playoff stuff but i remember 2000 very well and and uh you know it was only a couple of years three or four four years after our Super Bowl appearance that we had earned the right to uh, to to be in the number two draft spot where we could trade up and get Eli. So you know I I'm looking for the long term project. Um, I'm all in on that and uh, and how the playoffs are gonna gonna help that. And as far as this game, um, uh, if we're concerned about passing the ball too much, when when you face a superstar talent like Jefferson, aren't you supposed to think in terms of keeping him off the field? as much as you can, and the way you do that is to run the ball. So my question is, uh, maybe we can really do that um, a lot and maybe even see, I think a lot of us have been mystified that we haven't seen more of um, 31 and, uh, and Brightwell. Um, and well, Cliff, 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 Cliff. If, if <laughs> Saquon's getting the ball in the lot, running game, dude. Impact, this is the playoffs. Like, yeah, maybe Breda will Breda will get a couple runs here or there, or Brightwell one or two runs here or there, maybe. But look, you're going for this is the playoffs now. Your your best players are getting the ball. I don't want this. Ah, you know, give him a couple series off. No, I want Saquon on the damn field. That that and, and you know, and, and we've been talking about how how great the Giants are. Second guys played against the Eagles and how good they looked, and they did look good. They looked really good. But I will put a, sprinkle a little caution on because Jalen was trying to get down, trying to get out of bounds, and not trying to get first downs, and he wasn't taking anybody on. And they weren't doing any design runs with him either. Yeah, really. when he when he got out of the pocket, it was like, okay, slide. Well, let me get down slide. quick. Let me get down quick. Slide. He like he played baseball very slide. well. Slide. He, his little league, his little league came back to him really quickly. Slide. Yeah. So let's let's you know temper it a little bit. I thought they played well, but temper it just a little bit. Okay. Okay. 
I'll buy that. Well, so so does can we think of the roster project uh, in the playoffs at the same time? Does 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 the sure. does how, how does that work? What do you mean? The I, mean ro- I don't know how it works, but yeah, if guys play well, they'll they'll earn their way back here next year. I mean, it's kind of that, that the, simple. I mean, the way it's going to go is you're going to play to win the game. You can't. The playoffs are not a place where you're trying to quote unquote fit your roster oh, for the following no, season. No, 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 no. Like what's going to happen is you're, you're going to get out there and you're going to put your some of your best stuff out there and hopefully it's going to work. You're going to have from an offensive standpoint, you know, you're going to have Hodges catching the ball. You you know, you're going to have James kind of doing some of that intermediate stuff. You're going to have Slayton, you know, pressing the outside and guys are going to have to really work to cover Slayton. And then you're going to have Bellinger in, in, in the pass game and, and possibly Saquon out of the backfield. In the run game, you're hoping, and I do mean hoping, that, that Saquon can really get off, not just 84 yards, but, you know, 100-plus. And, yes. and and here and there, and I do mean here and there. And not, Barkley, by the way, eight catches for 49 yards in yeah, the game. So and, he was heavily involved in the short yeah, so and, and here and there, you want Daniel to take, you know, pull it out of his gut and take it down take it down the sideline and get some of that Jalen in him and learn to slide and not have to run over anybody so that we can play. If you happen to win the game, you can play another game with everybody totally healthy. From a defensive standpoint, Ojolari, Thibodeau, and those interior uh, linebackers, not the, not the defensive tackles because they're going to play a great game. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. But Ojolari, Thibodeau, and whoever's playing in the middle. Jalen Smith, Michael McFadden, Jared yeah. Davis, whoever's yeah. in there. Yeah, those guys are going to be the going to be the you know the the big big moments of the game. They're going to be the guys that are going to really stop the run because they're going to try to run the ball inside between the tackles whether they like to or not. And they're going to try to quote unquote uh when that pass happens and Winks doing that blitz. Those are the guys that somehow some way I'm still confused by, but they come running scot free at the quarterback. And this time when you hit him, take him down. <laughs> Maybe strip the ball. Yeah. Is it Hello? Yeah, what with you, club? Yeah, uh, is it all right if Saquon runs thirty-five times? If that's what it takes to win the game. If if it's if it's working, yes. Yeah. If it's working, if he runs the ball thirty-five times, Slayton will have a touchdown. Uh, Bellinger will have a touchdown. Hodgins will have a touchdown. I don't know who else is out there catching balls. There's gonna be a lot of touchdowns because there will be sucking up and have eight to nine guys by the line of scrimmage to try to stop, and our guys will be running by them catching balls for for touchdowns. Thank you, Cliff. All right. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate the call. I'm trying to think. When's the last time the Giants had if he, that if many he, yards? If he rushes for 35 times. I don't also, think that's going to happen, by the way. That, he should have over 200 yards rushing. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're running that many times, you better like you know you're really be rolling. Gashing them. Just gashing them. Let's see. I'm curious to see when's, what's the Giants' rush totals been the last uh, few weeks. So let's see. Total runs. Let's see. This is the last – I'll count backwards from the Eagles game, right, Howard? Okay. 21, mm-hmm. 37 against Indianapolis, and that was split between a bunch of guys, including yeah. Daniel. Uh, 21 against Minnesota, 30 against Washington, 24 against Philly, 30 against Dallas uh, – 30 against Washington, pardon me, 21 against Dallas, 26 against Detroit. And then mm-hmm. he had the, the monster game against Houston when they ran it 47 times. That's when he had 150 yards in yeah, that game. So. absolutely. I think that's kind of what you're looking at here. Yeah, I think I think if he gets 20, 20, 20 carries, uh, eight, you know, five to eight targets, I think that's a big game for him because they, because the, the the targets are just like extended runs a lot of them. oh yeah hundred percent and yeah. they were in that game remember they threw those like swing passes to him yeah. with some blockers in front it's Absolutely. basically just an extended run it's game. the rp it's the rpo he's he's rolling out he's in front of the quarterback the guy just above him is out if they if they drop back to cover the the, the receiver. You dump the ball down in Saquon. If the guy comes up to Saquon, you hit the receiver behind him. So that's that's pretty much it. And if they do it neither, they go to both guys. The quarterback runs for seven yards. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> so anywhere from 25 to 30 touches yeah. would be a good spot yeah. for him. I'm with you 100%. Absolutely. All right, Rick in Tampa. He's up next. Hey, Rick. Hey, hey. What's Don up? And Howard. What's up? What's How we up? doing, man? How we doing? I, I'm doing good. First of all, let me at least say, Howard, that there's a new – Big dog in our college football world, man. Oh, you think so? Georgia. The, oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a Gators fan. You're an Alabama fan. Mm-hmm. And they are now, seems to be, the beast that we're going to have to contend with, which sucks because Florida's going nowhere, man. I don't know what we're going to be doing these next couple of years. Obviously, you tied will, will be the tide, <laughs> but, man, man, they're, they're good. Well, they're you good. know, I, I think that, you know, after, uh, you know, 
without going too deep into it, I'm, I'm waiting to see if their quarterback that Georgia picked up is going to be the real deal. I think Bama has uh-huh. two two five-star guys at quarterback. Was it a transfer or a recruit? No, he, he was a, he's, a, he's a recruit. Okay. He's not a transfer. And I think that uh, Alabama has recruited probably uh, for the next three years the top defense in the country because mm-hmm. uh, everybody they have. Like I watched the uh, high school All-American game uh, oh, this weekend. my turn. Yeah. Getting the weeds, Howard. I'm sorry. You're in the weeds. I'm in the weeds, <laughs> and, I, and I watched it. So, like, I think it's going to be pretty impressive to see what happens if – it'll be more more, more if Coach Saban stays around that long. Kind of like yeah, Belichick. Yeah. It's more if he stays around. Who, who do you think the heir apparent to Saban is, Howard? I have no idea. Really? Interesting. I figure you have your, you have your tentacles in that program. I, think, I thought I you might know. I, if it was me and I had to choose anybody – Go get Kirby Smart. <laughs> I would go get Dabo. All right. Yeah, I, and I I don't think Dabo would ever leave Clemson, but oh, I think if you write a big enough check, you might. I don't think they can write a big enough check. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think yeah. Clemson will write a bigger one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. What What do you got, right? That, that, all right. That yeah. That's uh, yeah. Florida's five star is totally now dissing them. So mm-hmm. who knows? But it, SEC is so good, though, man. How can these uh, other schools even think they could compete against us? So <laughs> um, anyway, warm weather. All right. Uh, Listen, Saquon to the right, Saquon to the left, Daniel to the right, Daniel to the left, dump to Bellinger, throw to Bellinger, throw to Saquon, and a couple uh, play actions to the wide receivers. And that is the uh, game plan for the Giants' offense going into Minnesota. The The idea, uh, you know what, well, coming away from it, what is it, a uh, onside kick possibility to beat the Eagles? Uh, that wasn't that wasn't bad. I think it shows our system works with the way the Giants played, which was encouraging to see. Uh, who played linebacker? Uh, because we're talking about the, how important the linebackers are going to be. Who played linebacker in the game on uh, uh, on uh, Sunday? Jared Did Davis. We... Jared Davis was the main inside guy. Yep. And and will he be? Who's going to be the main inside guy this week? I mean, I imagine it's going to be Jalen Smith, but I could see Jared Davis maybe getting a little bit of a run. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Because I think that's an area where, I mean, they could have played themselves into a uh, position for the team. Um, I have um, – I'm a little nervous about this game. I, I understand that we played them well the first time, and the line in Vegas is three points. So that means tells me one or two things that we're going to get killed, or <laughs> the Vegas mob knows what they're doing out there, and uh, we, we Giants have a legitimate chance. So um, my question is: Is that am I am I too far thinking that uh, that Giants could it could get ugly? Or and my question to you, John, was which game of the last the 2007, 2011, and 16? Is this playoff game, first round, more to be light? Um, I hope it's not Green Bay pick. You're not picking the Green Bay game. But, uh, I mean, the first, uh, the 2016. But which has the most similarity to it? Uh, and I, I, I just hope my intuition isn't right on this game, uh, that the Giants will go out there. And so what do you think, uh, to talk me off of that thought, uh, John, and Howard, yeah, look, the Vikings don't have the Vikings haven't blown anybody out all year. I mean, I don't. I, I would be look. You never know. Giants fumble a kickoff, have a pick six. You know, things can get ugly. It happens in the, in football, whatever. But it would be very out of character for both of these teams. I think for this to be a lopsided game in either direction. Both these teams play close games. I would expect heading in halftime, it's going to be a one score game. And then in the fourth quarter, it'll probably be a one-score game. Might a team open up a lead late and win by 10 or 13? Yeah, sure, maybe. But I would expect this to, to, to be a close game, just based, Howard, on how these two teams have played most of the year. As an athlete, let me let me just say this. A guy who played for years and stuff, college, uh, pro, everything, I've never figured out the whole betting thing and why people like put so much weight on what Vegas says and how come Vegas is almost always right. I can't yeah, figure it out. Yeah, they're almost always right. Look, Vegas is smart. Vegas, I, I, Vegas is I, smart. They got somebody plugged into a to a computer or something, and they're just guessing with all these different things. But I've never, I've never once looked at point spread, who to beat, what the spread was. I'd have people tell me after games, like, man, if you guys would have just done to kick this field goal instead of kneeling on the ball, you'd have beat the spread. I'm like, 
did we win? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. You know, so it's, it's a real interesting thing to, to you know, to, to hear that a lot. And and I think what the, especially now with, with DraftKings and, and FanDuel and all these other. Uh, DraftKings, Howard. Yeah. Only, only DraftKings. Yeah, well, well, there's a thousand. No, I understand, but DraftKings are our sponsor, so oh, only Dra- DraftKings. DraftKings, yes, DraftKings. <laughs> I got you, I got you, I got you. But, but what, what, the, what, the, what the influx of all of the gambling uh, apps and everything that's going on, it's got to be, what, 30 of them? There's a billion of them, yes. Yeah, so like but only it, use DraftKings. But don't only use DraftKings. DraftKings are that's the draft Bible. But I uh, know, but uh, but my point would be is like it's just so funny that so many you know I don't think players think about it, but fans really. And I know some coaches have thought about it. I've heard coaches say like, "Oh, here's a spread," and they will say that to teams. Like, can you believe they they don't think we can handle this? Look at what they're saying about us. And I'm like, what? Right. It's yeah. just it's like trying to trying to find something to inspire your players. So I've always <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, I don't, nobody's playing, but it's like me playing golf. I I only know what I'm going to shoot when I start playing. I don't know. I don't know until like hole like twelve. I'm like, okay, that dude's hitting the ball in the woods. I got to get rid of him. He can't keep he, he can't keep playing with me. It's a kind of moment. Yeah, and so John, I would say it's probably field. more like the Falcons game. And, okay. and I don't think it's an exact science or anything, but, you know, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, kind of. Yeah. They have a couple yeah. good wide. They had Julio Jones that year, right? You got Justin Ooh. Jefferson, Roddy White, and Adam Thielen. By the way, Tony Gonzalez was their tight end. Hawkinson had a really good game against us. They kind of had the weapons, but the Falcons' defense wasn't really good that year. So Julio Jones if, was. Oh, he was something else. Yeah. Absolutely. Said, I, I love Jefferson, but Julio Jones was a. Beast. Right. I'm just trying to make him. Yeah. If I, if I, I was to make you. the broadest of comparisons, that would be my broadest of comparisons. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really think it's it's apt, to be honest with yeah. you. Right. Okay. The, and the last thing, real quick, is this whole uh, Galladay thing. He makes one catch. And all of a sudden, everybody looked oh at each other collectively and said, is he back? Is all this stuff? Now, I know Dabo wouldn't say yes or no. He'll say everybody, you know, will deserve to play how it is. Like, he's always been doing it. If you uh, – Rick, oh. I, 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 I'm just going to interrupt you, dude. Ignore those people on Twitter, please. If you think they're benching Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins for everything no, they did for this no, team in December, those guys are no. going to be your starting wide receivers outside. Yeah. Richie James is right. going to be your slot guy, and Kenny Galladay is going to have the same role Kenny Galladay had through the month of December. Or at least, look, I don't. Do I know that for sure? No, I'd be shocked if because of one catch against the Eagles yeah. in the fourth quarter when you're down two scores, his role's going to change. That's fan yeah. talk. That is not uh, real life football it, talk. Basically, basically, what happens? Thank is you, so, someone creates a narrative, uh, mostly in the press, and and they ask right after the game, "Oh, wow, it's so great that he did this. Is he going to be more involved in the offense after one play?" And again, that's nothing against Kenny at all. It's no, just like, nothing it's against just, Kenny. People cr- try to create, and, and this is me. I'm I'm a I'm a member of the press now. You try to create narratives. I've always argued that some things aren't narratives; it's just stuff that you need. You're trying to get the first hot take to make make there be a right. good answer. And you know, like, hey, Tebow flew into the Jets as the backup quarterback. We got to go interview him. I'm like, he's the backup quarterback. Why are you interviewing him? <laughs> well, he's 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 coming to the Jets. He's the backup up quarterback why are you interviewing uh the referees they're on strike how can they play the games i haven't seen a, a game yet where we go like man that ref called a great game that dude was awesome you see that that, was, <laughs> that dude was great and i'm like listening to people I'm like these are not oh, important man, things guys stop <laughs> So, uh, so I'm going to make a nerdy Star Wars reference if you're ready for that oh yes oh here we go May so force be with you so when I picture mm-hmm the guy in Vegas making all the lines, right? <laughs> Do you remember The Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Lando's buddy, mm-hmm. shaved head, had like the little electronic thing going around his head. He was like half man, half machine. Yeah. That's the guy making all the spreads. I got a more Tom Cruise minority report. Okay. Oh, you, you, got, you got the people in the pools? <laughs> you got the people in the pools? And the, <laughs> and the wooden ball flies around the thing and comes out? <laughs> Because I have no idea how they do that. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, take your fandoms to the next level with the season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. 
Remember, you have a chance to have a home playoff game if you get there to the... I don't want to go too far, though. Uh, memberships are now available for 2023. Learn more about all the exclusive member benefits. Visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And don't forget, Big Blue Kickoff Live is brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved zero never tasted so good. Let me give me a Pepsi after this. Let's go back to the phones. Yeah, I could use some caffeine. Let's go to <laughs> Doug in Glen Falls. He's up next. What's up, Doug? Hi, how are you guys today? What's very up? good, very good. All right. Well, Danny Dimes, you think Danny Dimes is ready to go for this big big game? No, I don't think he's ready at all. <laughs> You're right. I think he's going to mail it in, and, and he's going to stink. No. no. Of course he's ready to go, Doug, absolutely. Okay. And then, and then top off, the big thing I saw, um, Howard, last night, Georgia's got all kinds of speed, mm-hmm. and TCU look lost in space. The defensive <laughs> back were Blown by left and right. There's so many long touchdowns that they didn't know where they had to go or anything. A lot of blown assignments. I agree. So, so, so what happens in college football, and this is really the shortest answer I got, the better the recruiting class, the better you're going to play. So you'll just have, uh, you'll, you'll just have better athletes, and it just you've got to have, like, in the NFL, we have depth. We always, we've been complaining all year about the depth of the Giants. Do we have enough players to play? In college, it's a little different. You can have like four or five classes of four-star and five-star recruits, and when you do that, the other teams don't. Like I, I'm, I'm sure Georgia's been top top three or top five for the last four to well, five I mean, years. Howard, you see it. You have backups on Georgia and yeah. Alabama that are four or even five-star recruits. They go transfer, and then they're the best player on the team they transfer to yeah. the next year. But, it's but crazy. The, but the point would be that like they got – okay, the, and this is not in the weeds. This is what it is. They are doing this with – the top three, on average, uh, recruiting class. I'm sure whatever it is. Yeah, TCU is probably it. top fifty, if that. Yeah, so if like that's what that's what you get. You know, no offense, like. And by the way, really great job by TCU getting this far. They had a heck of a year. They beat Michigan. I know Michigan beat themselves in a there lot of ways in that game, Leave but still, on. you got to give for for TCU to have gotten this far. You got to tip your captain. They did a great job this year. Yeah, like, and and here here's the other thing. And again, probably in the weeds, but here's the other thing. When they bring all those teams in to play in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's going to look much worse. It's going to be a bloodbath. That that first round when like when <laughs> Alabama and Georgia are playing like the twelfth and eleventh seeds, I feel bad for those kids. They're going to like it's going to be like the old Bobby Bowden saying. Is it going to be eight teams or twelve teams? What are they doing? And whatever it is, it's going to be bad. Pearson, do you know what it's going to be? Do you know what they decide? It's eight, eight, eight. Yeah, one but, versus eight could be a little tough. But late great Bobby Bowden says you win tough games, and the teams you're supposed to beat, you make them want to drop their their program. That's what it's going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, Doug? Yeah, the only thing I got, and I, I'm sure Duvall talked to him. Some some teams asking permission to talk to Kafka about a head coaching job, but I think he needs a little bit more experience before he he jumps into into the pool that that quick. Yeah, there was a report today, Doug. Thanks for the call. That the Panthers, the Panthers, I think it was right, Pearson. We're, we're going to request permission. I think Pelissauer had that. Panthers had Kafka on there. Permission lifts for their you, head coach. You, you know what I say about that? What's that? Jeff Saturday. If they offer you money, take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a plan. Well, we're going to pay you how much? I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> Especially with yeah, it's Panthers. I, I, I got I to gotta tell my wife we're moving. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's go to one more call, and then we can do a little potpourri before we say goodbye. Scott in New Mexico. You like that? Scott, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Oh, I guarantee you your, your, your ex had potpourri are in the house. 
Uh, <laughs> no comment. A co- co- couple of questions. Uh, first thing, uh, I'm worried a little bit about, uh, I'm fairly confident the Giants are going to win this game, but uh, what troubles me is the play of Evan Neal over the last month. Will you think that's going to necessitate more Daniel Jones running the football? Should they break loose on that side and uh, cause some angst or, or trouble? Uh, and then my second question, question. Uh, is uh, has to do with the uh, Vikings' offense of receivers that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, I think Irv Smith is back now. Yeah, he is. And, and, and don't forget K.J. Osborne. He's a good player, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And now Saul Cook is actually a can catch. Yep. So, you have, I mean, this year the, the Vikings had over 5,000 yards passing the ball. Mm-hmm. So from the defensive point of view, I always think, I don't think Cousins is that mobile a quarterback. He's not. In the the sense that Jones is. Uh, Do you feel that the best way when you have an immobile quarterback, similar to a Tom Brady, I'm not putting them in the same level, but the way the Giants beat uh, Brady is up the middle. Do you think that the the role of uh, Leonard Williams and uh, Dexter Lawrence, along with the linebackers blitzing up the middle, will cause the most consternation for uh, 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 for Cousins and negate the possibility of, you know, the Giants losing because of all the pass, pass you know, the receivers they have. Because they're all averaging over, like, 10 or 11 yards per yeah. catch. So it's just mm-hmm. curious on both levels what you thought. Sure. And I'll take your answers off. Thank you, Scott. Guys. First Thank of all, you. I'll go quickly before I pass it Howard on the second one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we saw it in the first game. Mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence mm-hmm. was up in the grill, and Leonard Williams was up in the grill of Cousins all game. They had a couple opportunities for plays downfield they could not get to because of Lawrence and Leonard yeah. coming up the middle. The closer you are to him, the harder it is for him to throw the ball. That's just part of the game. As far as Evan Neal goes... And by the way, Kirk will panic and throw the ball up for grabs, too. Please. Uh, <laughs> the pro- then we'll go back. If, if, if we win this game... And, and we are back here next Tuesday. Remember, we're going to have this whole Kirk Cousins discussion well, again. Depends. Well, the, the Kirk could play well, but the Vikings yeah, could still lose. Anyway, back to Evan Neal. You're killing a poor guy. Evan, he threw for two ninety nine with three touchdowns Evan, against us in the first Evan, game. You're Evan, killing the guy. Evan, Evan Neal. <laughs> Evan Neal. I think Evan Neal is going to be a lot better going forward. You know, years. You know, years and years and years. I think that whole injury uh, to his knee. You can see him reacting. Uh, I, I even go as far as to do this. I watch them jog on the field when they're like making the announcements, and when a guy's like limping when he's jogging on the field, that's kind of an indication. Like, hey man, he's toughing it out. And hey, give the guy a badge, a purple heart, whole nine yards. He's gonna have to play a little bit better, but they're gonna chip and and send guys out that way to to nudge him on the way out. Bellinger on the way out will no, knock him all day. Saquon is gonna like catch a hip on the catch him on the hip on the way out, and all of a sudden. You got Saquon hitting the guy on the hip, and then the the backer coming, and they're dumping the ball like he did in the last game out in the flat because he's out there by himself. So there's ways to help him out. Uh, he is gonna have to, he is gonna get some one on ones uh, during the game, and hopefully, and I do mean hopefully, hopefully he can hold up pretty well. Uh, what what they got to hope for is that they're running the ball, and Evan Neal gets to lay on whoever that guy is that's in front of him that that that's getting a chance to rush him. Uh, during the run, during the pass plays, and he gets to like lay on him during the run plays and really lay on him. All right, this is your last chance, Howard, on this show at least before the game. We'll talk to you on the pregame show on Sunday, by the way, which will be on WFN at 2.15. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check that out. Any final thoughts before I throw a couple of random things at you? <laughs> Any final thoughts? Hey, man, hopefully we'll be back here next week. But if if not, you know. I, just... well, I would love to have you here next week, win or loss. Okay, I'll be back here next week, win okay. or loss. Okay, <laughs> then I'm here, here as many weeks as you'll pay me. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts. Uh, here's final thoughts. Congratulations to Daniel Jones of having an exceptional year, uh, regardless of who was playing out there. He he fought through a whole season. I think he had one game he was nicked up, didn't get to play, but congratulations on a great year. Congratulations to uh, Saquon having a great year. Bad shoulder, getting hit, knocked around. Um, congratulations to Andrew Thomas. That's what I was going to say. Incredible yep. year. And Dexter over, Lawrence. And Dexter Lawrence having an incredible year. I'll even go as far as say Bellinger having an incredible year. Great rookie year, so yeah, for sure. Uh, looking forward to seeing the development of Ojolari uh, with some with extended health. Healthy, And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Thibodeau uh, going forward. And by the way, the unsung hero of, of, of the defense, uh, Julian Love. Uh, Hope who, they can figure out a way to bring him back. Yeah, because phenomenal player. Uh, just was... 
you know, jack of all trades. Uh, he's done it all. And it's not a ma- it's that whole jack of all trades, master of none. Not Julian Love's case. Good at everything he's been doing. Really hope that he can, you know, come back and, and they can get him back and he plays an exceptional game this weekend. You want to give me a score for Sunday? I have no earthly idea. Okay, I, that's I, fine. I would be. That's I'll, fine. I wanted to give you the chance. You do, don't have to. Can I do the minority port thing? Can I yeah. get the lady in the pools and. No, I guess not. I, I have no idea. I'm just praying for it. I can I, grab Pierce and a couple of interns and, and, and like bring him to the medical room in like no, a hot tub if no, you want. No? No, no. <laughs> We're not doing you don't that. You want that? Okay. We're taking that off the air. We're cut. cut you know what I'm saying? <laughs> are, are you ready for the Giants' opponents next year? They have been set. Oh, yeah, I've looked at that. Oh, I've, you looked I, at it already? I, I, we're going to Vegas, baby. <laughs> we're going to Miami, baby, and New Orleans. Yes, needless I, to say. I got to get I gotta get in thong shape to be at that pool. <laughs> I, are you okay over there? <laughs> Howard, with all due respect. I'm doing yoga now, Pearson. Look, I'm getting cut, baby. <laughs> if that's what it takes you to put on a thong, I hope you never get into thong shape for the rest of your life. <laughs> Stay just like you are right now, and all of us will be very, very happy. So for the fans that don't know, uh, at home, the Giants next year are playing the NFC West, the AFC East, Mm -hmm. and then uh, their team that finishes in the same place as they are in the NFC North, NFC South, and AFC West. So the Giants' home opponents next year, if you have Giants season tickets, here's what you're going to get. The three division teams, obviously, the Cowboys, Eagles, and Commanders. You'll have the Rams and Seahawks coming in from the NFC West. Who knows what the Rams are going to look like next year. <laughs> uh, you have the Patriots and Jets. Big, mm-hmm. tra- big, big trip for them coming in from the AFC East. And then you have the Packers coming in because they finished in third place in the NFC North with that loss to Detroit. Will we, will we get in the Packers with the crying Aaron Rodgers or the or the philosophical Aaron Rodgers? Which one are we going to get? The well, one that was even to feel like you might have the retired Aaron Rodgers yeah, yeah, at hundred million. You bucks, might have the he, Jordan Love. He better not retire a hundred million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say this: the road trips, good food. Oh, the, the, no, the road trips are are, so, are, so, are good. So, good good food. for us. <laughs> yes. Good food is where. So remember, next year you only get eight home games <laughs> yep. because you have this. This year, this year you were nine. Okay. So at Dallas, at Philly, at Washington, uh, the two West Coast trips, or two of the three West Coast trips, I should say, at Arizona, at at San Francisco. Those good are the two food, West Coast food, trips. Good food. Arizona probably not going to be very good next year. San Francisco probably will be. Good food. Uh, two tough AFC East teams on the road: Buffalo mm. and Miami. We'll see who Miami's quarterback is. We'll get some wings. Uh, I'm yes. really pulling for Tua, but. He gets concussed a lot. I'm I'm really afraid for that kid. I'm, I I'm I hope he's healthy so we get to see him next year. Be, I, I do be, too, but because that means whole, he's healthy. The whole concussion thing's a little no, much. It's, it's scary. I get it. Yeah. To Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Who knows what the quarterback situation there is going to look like? That'll be Josh's like last year at the Raiders, probably. Oh I'm just not going. So mean. So mean. You so are mean. mean. And back to the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And by the way, you no, know, he'll, they'll have an offensive coordinator then. Like uh, O'Brien is coming from Alabama. He'll go right to Alabama you know and Saban wins the championship again. Go ahead. You know who else is going <laughs> to wind up? In, you know who else is going to wind up with the Patriots at some point? Watch who? Kingsbury. Who, no. No, one, no one likes hiring coaches getting paid by other teams like Bill no. Belichick. <laughs> it, either, either it, uh, anyway, we'll see. I, we'll I'm, see. I got all kind of comments on where they're all moving to. I got, I got a whole, I got my minority report for that. I know where the coaches are going. That was more half a joke. Than <laughs> um, and then uh, the other thing I'll throw at you: your final thoughts on the, um, or just thoughts, not final, but your thoughts on uh, the Texans playing their way out of the first pick in the draft, and Lovey Smith saying, "Hey, you guys are gonna fire me? Watch this." <laughs> Did he know he was getting fired before the game? There, there were reports that they were going to let him go before the game. So How, there's okay, a chance he so, knew that. So, so in, in my estimation, and I understand the whole Rooney rule and all this stuff, you hire a guy for one year. Why fire him? I had two, two straight coaches for them. I don't look. I mean, but I, like, I don't understand white, black, whatever. Yeah, I don't but, understand but, giving a coach one year. It doesn't but make you, any but sense. But you hire a guy. Knowing that your team's bad and you fire him, it doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. I, I I don't disagree with you. Yeah, you, you know you have problems at quarterback. You you're you're lacking in so many different positions. You got to pick some guys up. Are they letting go of the GM too, or just a coach? Uh, there the the GM in Arizona got let go. I think he let himself the go. The GM he was, he was in health, health, yes, correct. Gets, yes, Steve Kime. Yeah, the GM Casario in Houston is still in place. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense to me. If I'm running the organization, I'm being the GM, I'm being whatever I'm going to be, I know I'm probably going to get you know one of the top three picks. So uh, the top pick is going to be a team in Chicago. They'll trade and move with you because there's only one spot. 
Yeah, so so now you're gonna have to give something up to move up that yeah, one you spot. Can, That's you, correct. But you could trade one. You don't have to trade a lot to move one spot. They're not gonna expect a lot. Now, if they wait and try to trade with another partner who's further down, that makes a big difference. But then Colts. Yeah, you you got to figure out which quarterback do you want. How good are they all? Uh, how many of them are there going to be in the draft anyway? And which guy do you want? Do you want Bryce Young? He's small. Yeah, I mean, maybe they like Stroud better than Young, and then they yeah. won't have to move anyway. Yeah, he's a phenomenal athlete and everything, but right. he but he is small. Uh, do you like Stroud better? Like, do you do you trust him? Do you like the kid from Kentucky better? Or Florida? Yeah, or the kid from Florida? I don't know. I forget Florida, but you know, <laughs> I ain't beating on him or anything like that. He, he oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, but he, he, he. If it was me, if I was him, right, I would now. stay. I'd stayed another year, and I'd have been the first pick overall in the draft. He could have been. I would. I would have stayed another year for that. I'm going to pull you out of the weeds. Okay. For Howard Cross, I'm Josh Schmeld. <laughs> Big Blue Kickoff Live was brought to you by Pepsi Zero Sugar. New and improved. Zero never tasted so good. And go download the Giants TV app. That's our exclusive streaming app. It gives you video content, original video content, game highlights on demand, and direct Giant fans. It's free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, and the Giants will blap to search for Giants TV. For Harry Cross, I'm John Schmelk. We're out of the weeds, and we'll see you tomorrow. Paul and Russ with you then, and Howard and I will be back with you next Tuesday at 12.30 every weekday on Giants.com as we get ready for the playoffs. We'll see you then. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.